0: For years, our Sydney based wellness couch fans have been saying, When are you coming to Sydney? Oh, they've been banging the door down, MP. Well, Sydney siders, We'll be in your neck of the woods on Saturday, June the 2nd. We're going out of the CBD, we're heading straight down the highway to the regions of the Illawarra and the beautiful town of Kayama for our third and final wellness base camp of the year. Join Fuad Kassab from Quirky Cooking to talk all about food, naturopath, gut guru, and female health extraordinaire, Helen Patterin. Stress is a hot topic with Dr. Maria Zushman and you and I, Bredo, are talking about succeeding at life and love and work, at the same time as succeeding in health because there is no wellness in a life that doesn't feel good. Zazen Alkaline Water presents The Wellness Basecamp, Camp. One full day of inspiration and education on Saturday June 2 from 10 till 5. There's over 1,000 bucks in door prizes, a raft of world class local exhibitors and a room full of people just like you. Bring a buddy and get two tickets for the price of one before they're all gone. All details and tickets at thewellnessbasecamp.com That's the Wellness Basecamp. .com
1: thewellnesscouch.com streaming wellness into your lives
0: sit back, light the fire, kick your shoes off because it's time for that paleo show with your favorite caveman Brett Hill Welcome to that paleo show. Making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Brett. I Hull. am
1: George. George, welcome. I almost George. said my
0: last name that time. I know. Don't give it away. <laughs> no, I'll be surprised. no, I can't. I like. I, I was like, I now like. I <laughs> set
1: the context. I have to be consistent the rest of the time. So like, <laughs> I can't even. In. I can't even let it slip. Oh, really? Am I supposed
0: to have been consistent these last six years? Is that where I'm going wrong?
1: You know, I, I've heard, you know, the marketing guy in me tells me that that's, uh, that's a really big recipe for success since people learn to trust us and yeah. they they expect us to be consistent so they can show up and support us, but we'll work on it. It's all, right. it's all, all progress. Right. Now that I've got my
0: marketing guru on board, I'll be all good. I'll be all good for consistency. Hey, um, you've been on a bit of an epic journey since I spoke to you last uh, around the world in Like two days. I was going to say around the world in 80 days. I'm like, no, it definitely wasn't 80 days.
1: Basically like two days. Like I I never realized on a map like Australia is literally like on the opposite side of the world of anywhere in the United States. And I got pretty close. But yeah, it was um, was, I think – yeah, so I traveled one direction for 42 hours and then I was only in that location for four days. And then I traveled 28 hours home uh, back across 14 time zones and the international dateline.
0: Wow, that's a big trip. So you had a friend's wedding, right? I did. I don't
1: think normally I would be insane enough to commit to flying to Thailand uh, for that amount of time to only spend three nights in Thailand and then fly back. If it wasn't for a friend's wedding and a friend that we like was a real friend that we cared about, because that was an insane amount of travel and time on airplanes for such a short trip.
0: Uh, I'm glad it wasn't one of those fake friends you've got, George. This is a this is a real friend. That's good.
1: Yeah, you know what? Thanks for. That.
0: I guess I guess all
1: the friends I do have are real friends because uh, <laughs> other than that, I don't I don't call them friends.
0: So I was, I was just trying to get you in trouble. That's okay. So no, uh, it was it was, today, a, it was a good one. It's
1: authentic. It's good.
0: <laughs> so today we're going to talk about sleep, mate, because you've come back. You've got those, like you said, what is it, fourteen time zones each way? I don't yeah. know what time you've got yourself stuck in, but you're not getting a whole lot of sleep right now.
1: No, no, and I honestly don't like normally being the center of the bad decision making, but like I will gladly take one for the team on this one because I've caught myself like falling into the traps to make it worse rather than like taking a proactive approach to make it better.
0: <laughs> All right, so let, let's talk. Like, how bad are we talking? Like the last uh, the last three or four nights, how much sleep have you actually gotten, George? Because you told me a little earlier what time you were getting to bed and what time you were getting up, and yeah, my, so basically- my brain fried just thinking about it.
1: Yeah. So basically right now, which is this is going to be even worse. It's Thursday night at 11 p.m., which already <laughs> I'm recording a podcast on sleep. While I'm supposed to be asleep. Um, but uh, I got home Monday night at 9 a.m. at 9 p.m. and I was awake uh, for 28 hours flying across the country. Um, and then I've slept no more than three hours a night and four nights. So I'm, I'm looking at probably 12 hours of sleep in four days.
0: Oh, that's brutal. And i it, tell you what, it, it, I, it I can't cope on like 12 hours of sleep in two days. I'm shocked when it comes to losing sleep. So 12 yeah, hours it, in four days would, not
1: it be hurts. Well. Like, you know, and honestly, I have flashbacks to like Afghanistan because I used to have to do this, Um, but it's totally different when you have to do it versus when like you're kind of just being lazy or you made a decision. But yeah, like it was it was hard to find. And honestly, like I'm like, how did we ever function like on deployments and at war like so sleep deprived? Like I really don't know how we do as good as we do. No,
0: but it's a great way to get
1: people to do what you want them to do, right?
0: <laughs> just deny them yeah. sleep, take away the decision making powers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause we're only grumpy for a little while and then we're just totally surrendered cause we just don't <laughs> have the capacity to care <laughs> and like and fight back. So yeah, it's been, it's been a rough, rough couple of nights. I will say that, um, you know, when I was in Thailand, so I went to a, a small place in Thailand called Rayleigh Bay, which was one, two, three airplanes away, an hour car ride, um, and then a boat ride. So I was like out there, out there. And, um, it was about 14 hours. Um, a day ahead of where I live in California, and so when I was in Thailand, I was waking up at two a.m. every day, like in Thailand, and staying awake because I I could not sleep. So I'd get to bed at like ten in Thailand, and I'd get up at two. So yeah. even when I was there, I was only sleeping like four hours because I was so like miswired. Um, and then now that I'm back, uh, I'm going to bed, and like last night, I went to bed at midnight, and I laid in bed. Uh, on my phone for four hours, and um, I basically broke every cardinal rule about sleeping good. And um, I fell asleep at four, and then I was awoken at six fifteen to take my daughter to school. And uh, and it's been like that. It's been basically with or without my phone. Ended up falling asleep around like three a.m., three thirty, um, and then being up around you know seven, seven thirty at the latest, and. Um, Tonight's like when it ends, like no no phone in bed tonight, like blackout curtains, like night mask goes on, like uh, I've had a lot of water today, I have my magnesium, um, I have all my stuff ready to go because I can't do this for another day.
0: Well, Yeah, I, I feel like you've just shared all of our tips in one go there. That's great. So, uh, you know, obviously tip number one that we're going to share is make sure you're on your phone at between midnight and 4am because that's, uh, that's what George does. So, <laughs> Do as, do as I say, do not do as I do. And and honestly, I'll justify
1: this. I was testing it so I could give better advice. Like I wanted to make sure the hypothesis was correct and people weren't just making up that, you know, any blue light, even from like an alarm clock in your room, gets basically absorbed and sent through your eyelids and keeps you awake, which I've tested and it's true. Totally yep. true.
0: Yeah. All yep. right. So, let's, let's start talking about some of the keys to good sleep because there will be lots of people listening to this show who... Uh, many of them may be shift workers who, you know, by necessity, uh, you know, can't get good regular sleep um, you know there'll be many parents listening in who uh, you know due to the, just the nature of being a parent <laughs> don't get good regular sleep um, there'll Which be other I have
1: people who for everybody wondering I have a baby who's 16 months old and I didn't talk about him waking up every two hours either
0: <laughs> yeah yeah exactly uh, you know like here I am feeling a little bit tired because I've got a 18 month old Kelpie dog who's just hyper and wakes up you know I, he might have disturbed my sleep by like half an hour a night you know and that's, that's enough for me to be like, I'm tired, I'm grumpy, <laughs> you know. So uh, you know, nowhere near to the extent of you or or many of our listeners, George, who are, as I said, you know, parents, shift workers, and other people who just, for whatever reason, struggle to switch off and struggle to get to sleep. I mean, it's so common in our modern society because, as a general rule, we're just so stressed. And we did a whole episode on stress a couple of episodes ago ago as to why that might be. But you know, as a general rule, we're just so stressed, and our circadian rhythms and our cortisol uh, twenty-four hour cycles are so out of whack, that for many people, just getting a decent night's sleep is a real challenge. Um, so, you know, we'll share some tips for people on, on how they can do it better. So, let's talk about the blue light and the phones first. You've just sort of mentioned, yeah. um, you know, that for everyone, and you've tested it, and for everyone, it makes a difference. And I <laughs> I know for me, it definitely makes a difference. And, and that's as with you, it doesn't mean I'm perfect with it. You know, there would be many nights where I end up just trying to sort of unwind in the evening by staring at my screen. Um, And I do that sometimes, and sometimes I feel like mentally I need that, uh, even though I know that it's not actually helping my sleep, it's kind of helping my brain de-stress a little bit. Um, Yep. And so, you know, there's kind of a balance there sometimes. Like, we've got to figure out, well, how do we do this in a way that's actually going to help us sleep and help improve the situation? And, you know, like I said, for me, sometimes I feel like I, I want a little bit of time just to unwind. And, you know, I know that I probably should be reading a book instead of looking something up on my <laughs> phone. But, you know, sometimes, you know, the, the, it takes a while for the book to get published about the game of footy that happened on Saturday. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I, like no. it's not quite as immediate as, you know, the information I like and I'm used to reading and unwinding. Winding with and so you know it's sort of a a symptom of our modern society that we want this quick fix information which is probably making the problem worse but we do do it don't we
1: yeah and and honestly like um it's funny because i wrote a post about this which is kind of funny and i've asked people before and i tell people you know about blue light and i think i wrote something like extenuating circumstances do come up but facebook is not one of them (laughs) like (laughs) (laughs) No matter what, Facebook is not one of them, but I do, I do agree with you because there's times like where I'm laying in bed and I'm an entrepreneur like at heart. So like my brain's always going about what we can do differently, ideas we have and everything. And sometimes I can't fall asleep until I get them down. And here's the truth. I used to write them down on a piece of paper. And then I would lose the piece of paper and then I would be even like more frustrated. And so now um, I use my phone and if I have a thought in like 2 a.m., like I literally email my team and I'm like, we need to do this, this, this and this. But I have things set up a little bit. So like on my computer, I use an app called Flux. And then on iPhones, which is amazing, um, they built in what's called Night Shift, which, you know, changes the blue to more of like a like a yellow and a warm tone and like really reduces the. The brightness and you know those aren't perfect solutions but any mitigation that we can do you know to prevent like that really bright like white monitor brightness all the way up like shining in our eyes when we're supposed to be sleeping or even getting our body ready to sleep makes a massive difference
0: yeah yeah, and I do exactly the same. I have the F-Lux on the laptop, um, and it just—I don't even notice it anymore. It just automatically, you know, g- comes up in the evening and goes down during the day. But uh, and and you know, it gets those sort of sepia tones. The only time I ever notice it is when I try and screenshot something and send it to someone because it just comes with these like really sepia tones. Or when yeah. you're trying to get like a really true color for something you like some graphic design work you're trying to do. I
1: used to, I used to edit a lot of video, and I would forget to turn it off, and I would yeah. end up like this yellow video. <laughs>
0: And so I've also got an app for my phone. The one I use is called Easy Eyes. So on Android, you can use one called Easy Eyes. And there's a whole bunch of others there. But I use that one. That's kind of just easy and straightforward. And you can just kind of turn it off and on when you want and turn it up and down really easily. So I quite like that. I generally have that right up at like 70 or 80% so that I don't feel so bad about frying my eyes late at night when I'm not supposed to be on my phone.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, probably one of the tips to sleep better right off the bat is to get an iPhone. And I don't even know what an Android is. (laughs) Uh,
0: And I'm Uh. just completely... Oh, totally no.
1: right now, but I just started a war. <laughs> it's, it's,
0: what you don't realize is that on my other podcast show, The Wellness Guys, like this war has literally been going on for like seven years, so you've just <laughs> got to wade it in and, and I'm always totally outnumbered on any of any project that I work on. I'm like the Android guy because <laughs> everyone else is using Apple products. So um, You know what?
1: I, uh, I did. I tried it. I, I have two phones. I have a, a work phone for my consulting and I have a, a personal phone um, for my quote unquote real friends yeah. and uh, and so I kept the personal phone and iPhone and then I went and got a brand new Samsung Galaxy Note 8 and I was like I'm going to try this thing and I was like I'm going to give it 30 days and by about day 6 I was like not even using the phone like I avoided it like the plague because it was so confusing to me because I got so trained and ingrained in the simplicity of like iPhones um, that I basically realized like I'm the ultimate convert and I'm in the culture culture of apple and i'm probably probably not going to leave like no matter what the price is because it just it seems so much easier to me and i know it's a a little off topic but uh (laughs) i love it it's 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 good. It's good. It's good to bring up. It's good to bring up.
0: Um, I'm sure it's going to come up many, many times in future episodes because it it certainly, as I said on the wellness guys, it comes up almost every episode over seven years. There's just like a constant little jab and battle that goes backwards and forwards, which is quite amusing. Oh
1: my god, I love it. Which, which I think is like it's kind of perfect. And I'm I'm like joking because like we were talking about like you know the value or the perceived value of like what we see in phones, like why I love iPhones. You're an Android guy, Um, and for me. You know, Sean Stevenson's one of my dear friends, and he wrote a book called Sleep Smarter. And obviously, he likes to yell at me about my sleep because he knows how much I travel. Yeah. Um, but one of the biggest things for me that I learned, and one of the best tips, was actually understanding like and and believing in the value of sleep yeah and i feel like one of the things that happens is in our society and in this instant gratification world and also like overworked you have to work harder not smarter you have to work more hours you have to do all this we've trained and conditioned ourselves that like sleep doesn't matter like you hear people say things like i'll sleep when i'm dead and i'm like well you yeah. might die sooner yeah yeah like honestly like let's not fast track you getting there yeah. and i was i was the same way like i was trained in that behavior like i only had to sleep midnight till 4am every single night for 12 years and who knows who knows what that did to my body. But now that I understand the importance of it and like I have enough friends that care about me to yell at me and I've done the research, um, it makes it a lot easier and I feel guilty a lot now when I don't sleep because I know it's affecting my performance, my energy, my metabolism, my hormones, my immune system, um, even like things like just rebuilding my skin and like helping me stay youthful and have energy. And so, you know, for me, you know, uh, as somebody who has a background in eating disorders and being overweight, um, honestly, one of the selfish benefits is weight loss and yeah. my metabolism and my hormones. And um, the truth is is that I see people all the time, myself included, that like literally train the same and eat the same but gain weight or have extra fat or love handles or whatever the case is. And it all really boils down to one thing and it's sleep.
0: Yeah. And, and I find as well, like, there's so many people out there going to all sorts of extraordinary lengths to, you know, lose weight or to de stress or to try and get their autoimmune conditions under control or, you know, whatever it is. And they're going on these, you know, crazy diets where they're just totally, and, and not saying there's anything wrong with any of these diets because they are, for, for many people, they're quite beneficial, but, but they're going on these very restrictive diets or they're doing these very strict exercise regimes or they're, you know, spending huge amounts of money on supplements and all sorts of different stuff and but but they're not actually getting enough sleep like they're not actually doing the simple things right which which really should be like the first step I think like before you start uh, you know before you start going down the road of all of those other approaches like get the simple things right first because I think so often they do have such a massive impact on all of those things you spoke about
1: for sure for sure and you know I think That's probably going to be a recurring theme that comes up for us as well. You know, you and your background and chiropractor and the practitioner and all the people you've helped and me, with, like the journey that I've been on is that like me as an entrepreneur, I overcomplicate everything, like (laughs) everything. And it, it applies everywhere. I overcomplicate my fitness. I overcomplicate my meals. I overcomplicate my marketing. I overcomplicate plans of things because I try to think of like every single angle, which, you know, basically negates anything that I'm working towards because I waste time when I could be taking action. And, and sleep is the, the same thing. Like, you know, when I get off here and we're done with our podcast, like I have the choice. I can either stay on my monitor or stare at it or I can get away from it. And go bury myself in a book or just meditate in the dark or, you know, set my intention to go to bed. And the choice is mine, but it's really, really simple. Are the choices I'm making going to create the outcome that is the most beneficial for me now and long term? Or are they hurting that outcome?
0: Yeah, and it's so funny because I think, like, I overthink everything. Like, I'm like you in that respect that I'm, I'm a massive thinker. Um, but when it comes to actually what I do, I, th- I think I undercomplicate everything. Like, I'm the exact opposite of you. Uh, I think and, and I think it's because I am actually kind of sensitive to it. Like, I know that I get overwhelmed and stressed and, like, anxious when there's just too much going on. Uh, and as mm-hmm. a result of that, I'm just conscious of it. Like, it's like every time I start thinking of how I want to do something, I'm kind of like – What's the simplest way I can get this desired result? Like, and and everything in my life, like I got introduced to the seminar the other day as being his Brett. Basically, it was basically like his Brett. He, he's really simple, <laughs> you know. And I was like, oh yeah, he, oh, yeah, he told me about that. <laughs> and he kind of and like the whole audience laughed, and then he had to kind of backtrack and be like, no, not that kind of simple. Like, good simple, you know. And um, so so yeah, I think I'm the opposite. So I always think of this, and I'm like, okay, what's the simplest way I can get this desired result? And so I think that you know, for me, in terms of my health journey, that's always been kind of what I do. And like, you know, I look at your recipes, I look at other people's like paleo recipes. And I'm like, when I write a cookbook, it's going to be hilarious because like everything I make <laughs> has like three ingredients in it. You know, my, I'm I, like, I, I seriously was going to like write a cookbook, which was just like paleo for dummies. You know, it's like literally yeah, well, that,
1: just... That you know, book already exists because I'm well, yeah. one of the authors to it. <laughs> well,
0: yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, that's what I did. I looked around. I'm like, no, there's enough of those already. I don't need another one. But it's... Uh, but you know, my... Everything I do, I, I try and simplify it. And I think, you know, sleep's a good example. And, you know, it, it is just literally about prioritizing it, like you said. You know, it, it tends to be the thing that's like, well, if there's time left at the end of the day, I'll get some sleep. You know, like when everything else is done, then I can try and crash and get some sleep. And, and I think we all know from experience that it doesn't work, but we all kind of constantly just try it on and push the barrow and, you know, sort of see how we go. Um, but, um, but the yeah. other thing... And, and- oh, sorry, go ahead. you go, mate.
1: Oh, no, I was going to say like we w- what's amazing and I want you to hit your other thing that we do push and, and the truth is we push because like we hear people say like, you know, once you stretch a rubber band, it never goes back to the same size. So I'm increasing my capacity. I'm like, but you're also weakening your structure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yes. A rubber
1: band once stretched doesn't go back to the same size uh, because you broke down the structure that keeps it in place and it gets weaker and weaker the more that you stretch it. And your body is no different. And I mean, I need to eat my own advice hard on this one. Um, And (laughs) I've been, I've been making massive improvements, especially with how much I travel. I'm really good about staying on the same time zone when I'm domestic and getting to sleep when I need to and keeping it cool and having like a caffeine curfew and like making the room like pitch black, like all of those things. Um, but it's super, super important to have the right mindset when it goes into it, because that's going to dictate the actions that you take. And And I, I want to dispel this because you know, you know me, I'm a grinder, I'm a hustle, like I'll yeah. work and work and work. And I will tell you that uh, I can work, but a lot of it becomes busy work without maximum results because I don't have the mind power or the energy to execute at the level that I do when I'm well rested. So I could probably, when I sleep, and I would, I would guesstimate that when I sleep well and I'm on a good pattern of sleep and exercise and working out and eating well, that my output probably doubles in a third or a half the time than I, when I'm exhausted.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, if you look and start looking at the statistics, and, and you see this a lot coming into the business world now, where people are talking a lot about presenteeism. So, you know, they used to talk a lot about absenteeism when it comes to health, you know, people who are too sick to make it to work. What they've now realized is that what has a far bigger impact is the people who come to work but are too sick or not functioning well enough to actually be productive. Um, Mm -hmm. And and in our modern society with such a prevalence of all sorts of chronic diseases, but I think sleep is probably, lack of sleep is probably a massive, massive contributor to this, is that a lot of people are at work for longer but actually getting less done because they're just not functioning and they're not productive. So... Uh, one of the things you spoke about was getting the blackout light, George. And I tell you what, you know, I have a, like a little face mask. I, I actually don't even know where I got it from, I've had it for years. It's like. It's seriously, it's like purple with a little pretty little butterfly in the corner. It's hilarious. (laughs) And but but I wear it at night often. If I feel like I really want to make sure I get a good sleep that night, I put it on and I always have a much more solid sleep. I always wake up in the morning feeling better. But I kinda have this thing where I'm like, you know, like I, I live in an area I'm really lucky. I live in the Adelaide Hills. So I live in an area where there's not really any ambient light. Like there's no street signs, there's nothing out there. So The only light that really comes in is like moonlight. And so I kind of have this thing where I'm like, moonlight's kind of natural. Like it makes sense to me that having natural light coming into my window, even at nighttime, would be a good thing. Like that's what we evolved to live with and to deal with. Yet at the same time, I do find that when I block it out and put my mask on, I sleep better. What are your thoughts on this, George? Because I kind of flip backwards and forwards and I can never decide. Yeah, no, that's
1: that's a really good point. Um, I live in California, so I have the exact opposite of your problem, where I have nothing but light flooding coming yeah. in my house from eight thousand streetlights of people that don't sleep and towns and everything else. Um, but yeah, it's it's really really interesting uh, because obviously there's a lot of like evolutionary biology and research that goes into this, and there's a lot of people um, that have debated this topic back and forth, and I've done both as well. Like when um, you know, one of the things like when I used to be in the Marine Corps. Um, we used to sleep in the field all the time and I always loved sleeping under the stars. Um, but I always used to, when I would like keep my face out or be out and it was just moonlight, I would never sleep good. And I would always have to like cover and I would end up getting all the way in my sleeping bag. So I would be like completely covered and I would sleep a lot better. And, you know, honestly, I think what a lot of it has to do with is the way that we live now in society, like probably 500 to 1000 years ago um, we functioned quite well on that because we didn't have the stimulus that we had yeah. all day that we have now we spend so much of our day constantly stimulated and our bodies are so charged with like this you know um, fight or flight mode and our hormones are there and our serotonin and our melatonin everything's like kind of on hyperdrive because of the stress that we've created that I feel like the only way that we can sleep now is to make it pitch black and almost like trick our bodies because yes naturally we probably if we deleted everything and we moved up into the mountain and we had no people and no stress and spent 30 days there we would probably sleep amazing under the moon wake up right when the sun came up have energy all day and be completely fine but that's just not how we love life and so I feel like a lot of people have done this and they have basically come up with what everyone says is, you know, have it black because it's the easiest way to mitigate everything else that we create during the day.
0: Yeah. And I reckon you're absolutely spot on because even as you say that, I think we've got this little property we go up and, and live in for, you know, maybe a week each year we call it the sanctuary and it's, it's a property that's owned by a mate of mine but it has no electricity, no running water, like it's just like in the middle of nowhere and when you go there, after a couple of days of doing that and you know, if you want to stay up at, after the you know the sun goes down, you, you might put a candle on but even then, like by the time you're in the candlelight, you get so sleepy so quickly that you just crash early yeah. uh, and, and it, it is, by the time you've done that for a couple of days, it's like your whole system is just reset and, and you do sleep beautifully even without, even with just the ambient light so, i think you're right it's just the it's the load it's the cumulative effect of all the stuff you're doing during the day that means you're already too close to threshold where almost even the natural light tips you over so what about coffee george let's talk about coffee because you know what I, i suspect i've never sort of done any tests but i i'm guessing i'm a particularly poor metabolizer of coffee like if i have one coffee during the day at any time during the day i'm like wired i'm sweaty i'm jittery and i will not sleep well that night like coffee for me is like if I'm in an absolute emergency like once or twice a year I will drink a coffee knowing that it's going to ruin my sleep that night but knowing that like something's happened where I've you know been up all night for whatever reason and I need to perform at some role that day then I'll have a coffee but other than that I just avoid it because I just don't do well on coffee I think you maybe metabolize coffee a little bit better than me what's your rule on coffee you said you've got a curfew what's that all about? I I do.
1: Yeah. A a coffee curfew. So Sean, um, who knows me quite well, uh, you know, we've had coffee together when we've traveled and like we've spent together. We've been out. I've been out of town and been with him and he'll see me and it'll be like 7 p.m. and I'm downing like an Americano. And this was, you know, like a year ago. And um, because of that and how people metabolize coffee, it's super, super important to allow your nervous system time to come down Mm. and, you know, caffeine like stimulates your nervous system at a massive level no matter how numb you are to it it still does it uh to your body whether you feel the effects or not it still happens so what you need to do and and by the way i've been caffeine free for 16 weeks now but yeah before i was caffeine free i basically set an unbreakable curfew stop time so like no matter what i was never allowed to have coffee after 3 p.m ever and That was me. And if you're really sensitive to caffeine, you you might want to go to noon or avoid it altogether. But... Um, it was it was a challenge, and once I started doing it, I realized that I was addicted to the ritual, and coffee was like an escape, and like all this stuff that I don't really need. And then, you know, this has continued, and the journey's continued. And then even 16 weeks ago, I was like, "Why am I drinking coffee? Like, I don't feel anything. It's like I'm probably spending 15 bucks a day on coffee that I don't need. I could be doing something different." And I was like, "Okay, so I'm gonna transition. I'm gonna go to decaf." And so um, I spent a week going to decaf, and then now it's really really funny because now every time I'm like oh I'm gonna go get a coffee I'm like why am I going like I'm not (laughs) getting anything out of it I'm like what am I avoiding right now what could I be doing that yeah. <laughs> I could do if I didn't drive 10 minutes to the coffee shop and then drink it? Um, and so now it's it's become more of like a pleasure thing. Like I'll get a coffee when I have time in the morning or someone will bring one, but it's always decaf. And so I will say that there has been a dramatic, it took about 30 days, but there's been a dramatic spike in my natural energy. Like I don't crash anymore. I have sustained energy throughout the day and I'm obviously not sleeping the best way that I could be sleeping, but I think my body is functioning better altogether because my nerves nervous system isn't relying on an external stimulant for support and it's having to produce all of its own stuff
0: yeah and you know my fiance stephanie's actually been doing it almost exactly the same length of time as you you know so she told me she i think she said she'd been having a coffee a day either since she was 14 or since she was 15 so so she's now you know I won't say her age, actually, but she's now older than that, and uh, and she's been doing that every day since then, and so she's gone for, I think it is the last 14 weeks, she's gone without coffee, and, and exactly the same, like, she was a big napper during the day, and she just hasn't been doing that anywhere near as much anymore, she's just finding she's sleeping better, she's got more energy, um, and she, and for her, she actually had an autoimmune disease that she was looking at and wanted to check in on, and, and it's actually... Um, improved remarkably by cutting out actually cutting out coffee and cutting out alcohol for 14 weeks uh, for the first time basically in her life her markers have improved significantly and so she's really happy about that and you know the other thing you mentioned you mentioned a couple of times there the nervous system George, and, and that is really important because one of the biggest changes for me in terms of my sleep was that in my mid to late teens I was a really bad sleeper like it used to take me two or three hours to get to sleep every night and it was frustrating as all hell and I would try everything like I was trying all different oils and teas and I'd try having like a glass of port before bed I'd try everything I could think of to try and get to sleep better and the one thing that actually made the difference to me was going and seeing a chiropractor and Um, And I didn't even realize at the time why that was. It was only years later I realized that actually when your spine is functioning well and it's moving well, it sends messages back to your brain to help your brain release dopamine and serotonin. And so I realized that actually by getting my spine functioning well, I was getting my brain functioning better and I was switching off far better. And, And it actually made a massive difference to my sleep. So, you know, definitely in terms of what you're saying about the nervous system, it's really key to have your spine and nervous system functioning as well as it can be to get a good night's sleep.
1: That that's that's amazing. I can't I can't really think of a better way to to kind of to wrap this because I don't want to overwhelm anybody. And my biggest thing when it comes to sleep or any change um, in life is to be consistent and to make small changes right to do it incrementally. So, you know, if you do have a sleep issue and you lay on your phone in bed, make a rule to leave your phone out of your room and charge it downstairs or a lot of light coming in your room buy a sleep mask or like i can't wear a sleep mask i rip it off in my sleep so (laughs) we have to have blackout curtains in the room and when i travel to hotels it's really easy because they all have them or if you're drinking coffee at 7 p.m cut it back give yourself a hard stop but make a change and and test it and be an experiment for yourself and if you can increase the quality of your sleep and you can feel it after a small commitment uh, it'll increase the quality of your life and it's such a worthwhile decision to make
0: yeah, and like you said, you can set that curfew and, and it only needs to be, just stretch it a little bit. Like if you're, if you're on your phone at, at the moment till 10 o'clock at night, just start doing it till you know, set yourself a curfew of 9.30. You know, like just yeah. bring it back a little bit and see. And I think for most people, if they do sleep better, they're going to stick at it. Because like when you're sleeping well, like everything else just goes better.
1: Everything changes. Every Everything changes. I thought I was a nice person into sleeping And then I realized that I'd already be my nice person. I wasn't always this person. I was a little great
0: <laughs> nice well it's been great having a chat to you about sleep today mate um, so until next week join the conversation on Facebook give us a 5 star rating on iTunes join our newsletter list at thatpaleoshow.com and let's help grow the paleo tribe worldwide join us next week on that paleo show this year the wellness summit returns so I realised in this time that I couldn't keep waiting for love from other people I couldn't keep expecting love from other sources but I had to give that to myself. Yani says, I don't care if everyone says that the kitchen is the woman's world. He says, I'm gonna prepare food. I love my own cheese. I love my own wine. I don't care what you think of my new flat screen TV. He just loves company. I started asking myself more often, what do I want? Such a simple question, isn't it? But when you think that, and I'm sure all of you sitting there, when you think that, something springs into your mind. And there's something there that you want. That you haven't been doing for yourself. Brett Hill and Marcus Pierce feature at the 2018 Wellness Summit. Bigger and better than ever. Tickets on sale Friday, May 4 at thewellnesssummit.com.